Hi there. You are listening in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson. In this episode, Mark talks about time and what it can cost. One of the things that he mentions is making time meaningful. He also has a few exciting announcements for the upcoming year where we will be taking the podcast to the next level. Take a listen in to find out and to also see if you're making the most out of your time. Take it away, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to really help you take your business to the next level. A big part of that process is grabbing different topics that are relevant, issues in the industry, and just ideas and concepts that are important for you to be able to improve. This particular podcast series is supported by many of my friends at NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, and it's actually produced by my friends at Surefire Local. We're excited about the new season as we're moving up on this. We're going to be actually introducing some new things. Erica Taylor, the Director of Content with Professional Remodeler, will be having a regular segment where I'll talk to her about some of the different things and ideas and interests that she's seeing out in there and certainly things that get published as well. We're also going to be integrating in some thought leader type of discussions. There are many thought leaders that I get a chance to spend time with, hang out with, and we're going to actually do some interviews of those thought leaders and really get back to the roots of how did they get where they get and what are their keys to success. Today, we want to talk about a topic that is really important to everybody, and that is the whole subject of time, the whole subject of the cost of time. I think when it comes to time, we all know what time is. We all have the same amount of 24 hours in a day. But the difference I find between the most successful And the more moderately successful is, in fact, what they do with the time that they have available. And more specifically, I want to talk today about the cost of time. We have, I think, a very interesting time we live in, in that there's a lot of disruptors, there's a lot of complexity, there's a lot of different products and services, all of which are taking more time to be able to accomplish. So Ben Franklin talked about a little adage or a quote, um, obviously, in his day. And he said, you know, time is money. And, you know, many people that I talk about in some of my webinars on time mastery and within my books, they kind of immediately gravitate that that quote was all about the value of time. And while, yes, it was about the value of time, the other thing I think that Ben Franklin was saying to us is that, you know, time is something you can't see and touch and feel. Therefore, it's always good to make it something that is memorable, that is tangible. And while money tends to be a little bit more indirect, it's certainly understood by most people. And you can start to visualize and think about the amount of time and the money that is equating to it. One of the things I oftentimes encourage in some of the exercises I do on this subject is try to make time more meaningful. Try to compare one hour, for example, and how it relates to another memorable activity that you do. It might be a six-mile run. Well, if in fact that is what one hour is for you, 
then you can actually think about if you waste an hour, you are wasting a six-mile run. The same thing is true with two hours or four hours or eight hours. And the reality is you can start to build, I think, that connection to time and something more meaningful. I think the times that we're living in today when it comes to your remodeling business is that there's a real cost and a lot more expense related to the time that's out there. So what I want you to do, and I'm going to walk you through, I made some notes to myself on this subject, I'm going to walk you through some of the things that really hit a chord for you, but more importantly, not just for you to passively listen to this, but you to actually create your own list of those things that are disruptors out there when it comes to the time and keeping you from doing something the most efficiently or effectively. So let's just start with how the process all begins. There's a client out there that's in some pain, and that client wants to get in touch with you. Well, many years ago, it's fairly simple. They pick up the phone, they call you, you call them back, whatever. But for the most part, there wasn't a level of busyness, and it was very efficient to chat with that client up front and be able to go and make an appointment to go look at the project. Today, I'm finding with many, many remodelers, you're going back and forth and back and forth between the time you're actually trying to communicate and the time you're actually setting the appointment. And now, of course, with the level of sophistication that people have, they know the importance of having all the parties involved in that meeting. And now we're dealing with the complexity of time of the scheduling. So of those 10 folks that are calling in, a much lower percentage are resulting in an appointment, even though they had real live remodeling projects for you to be able to go out to look at. So then take that a step further. Once you play telephone tag, email text, back and forth, do all the things back and forth and eventually connect up with this prospective client. Now you have to set the stage that you want all the parties involved. Now you're dealing with the complexity of the schedule of the spouses. It could also be that there's a mother or father involved in the the, the decision in terms of the remodeling process. So that adds another degree of complexity of time to the process, which oftentimes really delays the project as well. So then finally you get to the meeting itself. Well, they don't want to waste time, so they don't want to have that leisurely meeting that we used to have 10, 15, 20 years ago. Very concerned about the amount of time that meeting takes. So did you accomplish what you really wanted to accomplish, or are you adding additional meetings and discussions in there because of the lack of effectiveness? Now you get the client to actually proceed to either some sort of a retainer or some sort of feasibility study or something that relates to time. Now you start to, again, this ping pong match in terms of back and forth and back and forth, trying to fix schedule and those kind of things, the communication that's going on. Now, all this is added in complexity, certainly given the fact that we're in a world where we not only have a lot of ways to communicate, they have a lot of ways to research. They have a lot of ways to do business. It's not just having a conversation that's very linear just with you. It's they leave your conversations and start looking at the things that we talked about, which adds more questions and more time, certainly to the process itself. So as we move forward with it, now we move into the selection process itself. Now, on an earlier podcast, I walked you through some methodology of how to take clients through the decision and selection process, and I encourage you to go back and think about that. 
Matter of fact, if you are to, to subscribe to this or other podcasts, it really allows you access to all of these podcasts on these different topics. So I encourage you to really think about doing that. So again, moving along in terms of the selection process, it's not only working through the time and decision, but what happens after they're with you? What happens after you're showing them all the finishes? That selection process doesn't stop. They may be doing the research to 11, 12 o'clock at night of what other alternatives are out there by certainly searching the, the internet and looking for other alternatives. You also have the complexity when it comes to time on the buying process itself. Are they, should they have uh, purchased certain things themselves? Should they purchase it through you? Are you going to purchase it through the, the trade contractors? Again, all of this commotion adds more and more time. So now you get up to the point where you come to closure on the project. Now you want to schedule the project. Now, with, with many remodelers out there today, now more than ever, they really are kind of enamored by building their backlog. Now, one of the big misconceptions with building a backlog, which obviously is about time, is that, yes, it may help you sleep at night, you might be more comforted, but it is not helping you in terms of the cost of time. There's a lot of new products and services and new things that come out in the course of the time you sign a contract and the time you're good doing the construction, which forces you to go back and revisit some of those decisions. That backlog also really extends out in terms of the communication, in terms of what was forgotten about or what was agreed. So there's a lot of additional time in production or in terms of the design and communication and the client just refreshing ourselves in that process itself. Today, more than ever, we're also finding more complexity in terms of the permit process taking longer and more parts and pieces and kind of fingers, so to speak, in the equation to be able to create the thing we want. Once you get into construction, while you might have a very st strict process in terms of weekly site meetings, regular points of contract, electrical walkthroughs, substantial completion meetings, those kind of things, the reality is the client also has their own kind of uh, agenda when it comes to the time. And they're oftentimes, you know, in sync or not in sync with what you want to try to do. So as you think about all these pieces, every one of these little elements I'm talking about is really the reality of the project, but it all has some added cost. If something that used to take an hour now takes two hours, you've literally doubled the amount of, of time, but also doubled the amount of cost. And I would at least argue when you look at this kind of played out in the whole process, uh, it, it really creates, I think, a cost burden to you that you have to account for. Now, there's other elements when it comes to time that also have expense. You know, we're, have, we're in a time that has a labor shortage today. Well, with a labor shortage, you're going to see more attrition when it comes to your employees, or you're going to see more churning or movement of labor moving from off, uh, businesses to businesses. Well, every time that happens, there is a cost involved of time of the retraining, the, the development of that person, the integration into your culture. All of these take time. Matter of fact, many years ago, we actually tried to quantify the value of a new employee when it came to the cost of investing. And oftentimes, you know, based on different statistics and data out there, it's a good solid twenty-five dollars to $50,000 when it comes to a new employee, when it comes to all the elements of the cost of time. 
So as you, again, think about these parts and pieces further and further, you have got to uh, understand the, the question of the cost of time and start to really change, I think, the tide. Another term that we oftentimes kind of hear about in business speak today is disruptors. What are the disruptors within the business? And I bring this up in the context of the cost of time because every one of these disruptors, they add more time to the process. They add more complexity to the process. So what do I mean by this? If you turn the clock all the way back to the 70s, there really wasn't any disruptors out there. Matter of fact, many people wouldn't even think about remodeling. They'd move because they weren't even aware. They were ignorant about what they could do to the home. Then in the 80s, we started to see some media come into play. We saw this old house. We saw better homes and gardens. Now, all of a sudden, homeowners were starting to become aware that you could, in fact, remodel your project or your home, not necessarily move. So as a result, there were a little bit of disruptors for the contractor in that they were building off. But for the most part, these disruptors were kind of like like greasing the, 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 the uh, opportunity for you and making it more more grand. We also saw different processes coming into place that added a little bit of complexity with specialization in, in specialty type remodeling as well as design build type projects. You know, we got up into the 90s and then we saw some bigger players come into play. We saw Home Depot. We saw Cable, the Home and Garden Network. We saw more and more awareness, but also more complexity and confusion on the part of the homeowner. How do we approach this project? And their level of knowledge became greater and greater, which again, I think while it was good, it also cost more time in the process. Then we got into 2000, that's when the internet came into play. And the internet coming into play, I think, added a whole different dimension. After 2010, we saw other disruptors coming in with Google in terms of many of the review process, as well as Amazon in terms of some of the different things that are happening in terms of purchasing. So again, what all these disruptors, when you kind of look at them over time, that really didn't exist back in the 60 back in the 60s and 70s and very few in the 80s now we have a whole kind of myriad of things that we're kind of navigating in and around trying to get things done in the most effective way we can so the long and the short of all this is you can sit back and you can surrender and you can say i give up i don't think that's necessarily the solution i have a good friend that's named Brian Gottlieb who has a, a wonderful remodeling organization up in Wisconsin. And one of the things that Brian shared at a recent Harvard meeting that was very important is he said, you know, I'm all about simplifying. I'm all about squeezing out time in the process, which makes it simple. And if you really think about it, it's the dragging on of these projects that adds the complexity, the mistakes, the loss of, of income coming out of the projects. So what does he do? So immediately when a client's contacting them, they set the appointment right away. Well, the appointment isn't for a week away for them to cancel. The appointment is that same day or the next day. So there's really no time to even change their mind. Once they have the appointment themselves, then they immediately try to go for the closure of the work. And if it does close, they immediately kick into place into production and schedule that work literally only a few days later. 
Now, I know for many of you who have more complex projects, that may seem impossible, but you can use some of the methodology that certainly Brian uses to be able to squeeze out all the efficient things so that you're, you're not wasting time. He also looks at the projects themselves, the products themselves, and if he can't do it quickly, it's not part of the portfolio of what he wants clients to consider doing. So he actually squeezes out a lot of the time. And oftentimes his projects take literally a day or two days or three days to be able to accomplish. The point of all this, and you can look for more of a lean type of approach to doing things that's also about squeezing out time. But the more important, the faster that you can get to something, the less confusion there is, the less miscommunication. And I would even argue the less mistakes there are. So... Please just think about this subject because if you can win the the war, so to speak, on time, you're going to really win the game. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this particular podcast. And again, for those of you that are out there that are thinking about podcasts, thinking about how to improve, how to take my game to the next level, I would encourage you to you know subscribe to Remodeling Mastery. Don't just listen when you get an email or an e-blast from someone, because if you subscribe, you have access to a whole curriculum of topics that might be your prescription and your particular solution to the problem that you're grappling with. They automatically come to you. All you need to do is use one of the common uh, apps for podcasts, subscribe to Remodeling Mastery with Mark G. Richardson, and you'll be able to get these out. So again, I want to thank my friends in the business and the associations, NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, also professional remodeler, and we're excited about having you join us with some of the things we're doing in the future, and certainly my friends at Surefire Local that you know really do help to put this thing together in a way that is most efficient for you to be able to enjoy. So take care, everyone, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 109 of Remodeling Mastery. I hope you were able to understand the meaning of cost of time. Mark explains how to make the most of your 24 hours each and every day. And like Mark mentioned, take a moment to subscribe to Remodeling Mastery to get live updates on new episodes every time they are released. Thanks again, and we hope you listen in next time.